the 815 service at the beginning of the service I forgot to mention just like I did at the 930 service that our service is a little different during Lent and the regular prayer time where we come around and gather your prayer cards isn't happening the same way so if you would please when you fill out your prayer cards just drop those in the offering plate await at 11 o'clock I'm going to get it right in the meantime, if you have prayer requests, we do take prayer seriously, seriously enough that it's a theme for Lent. So please fill those out. You can leave them with an usher. You can tackle me, since I'm the one who didn't say it, and give them to me. And if you can't find me, find Pastor Katie. Uh, if you find Pastor Sharon floating around, find any of us. Please, please do feel free to do those. We do want to be in prayer with you. And I apologize for my brain. Our scripture this morning you can find on page 238 in the New Testament of your Pew Bible if you like following along. It's in the first letter of John and it's the whole first chapter, which is only 10 verses, so don't panic, right? We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed and we have seen it and testify to it and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us and truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. This is the word of God from long ago for all people today. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy God, we come saying that we want to hear what you would say to us this morning. Give us open hearts and minds and spirits to hear not only what we hoped to hear, but to hear what you would actually say. And give me the words to say what you would have me to say. We ask this in the name of Jesus, who is our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, have you ever stumbled through your house in the dark? No? I know you have. Do you have children who like Legos? 
you ever step on a Lego in the dark? Don't tell me what you said when it happened. The thing is, Legos never exist by themselves. If you're a Star Trek person, Legos are like tribbles. Where there's one, there's 38,000. And so when you step on the first one, and then you jump to get away from it, you know that you step on 18 more. And Legos leave a mark on your foot. Just like tripping on the coffee table and bashing the middle of your shin, the part where it's just skin and bone and no, nothing else, and whoo! And you wonder in that moment, you ask the very obvious question in that moment, why in the world did I not turn on the light? There's a Boy Scout skit. It's really silly. And one of the guys holds a flashlight. And two or three guys are down here looking around. And somebody walks up and says, what are you doing? Well, I I dropped my pocket knife, and I can't find it. Oh, and he starts to help. And two or three more come. They ask the same question. They start looking for the pocket knife. And finally, one of them has the wisdom to say, where did you lose it? I lost it over there. Why are we looking over here? This is where the light is. As we're in this series in Lent, Made for More, this week we have the opportunity to take out ourselves into the light and take a look at how far we've come. and to take a look at where we have room for growth. To stand where the light is, to bring what we lost (laughs) over here, and stand where the light is, and notice. Just notice. Just notice. We don't like to do that. Right? Sometimes it's, it's just more pleasant to stumble around in the dark and step on Legos. <laughs> I asked someone this morning, I'm not calling out any names, whoever that was, please know I'm not picking on you specifically. How you doing? I'm doing great. And I'm not asking anybody otherwise. We don't like to talk about the otherwise part, do we? I'm doing good. I was 11 when I was one of those Boy Scout people doing the things, and I'm a way better person than I was when I was 11 for a whole bunch of reasons. One of those reasons is that when, when you're 11, you're still sort of growing up. But one of those reasons is that somewhere in between times, I started this business of following Jesus, and things began to happen that were beyond what I could accomplish on my own. Is that, have you had that experience? Has anything changed in you because of work that God was doing in you that was beyond what you could do by gritting your teeth and trying harder? And do we still grit our teeth and try harder? <laughs> I'll just do better. And how does that go? Well... I broke down at the store and I bought the Fritos and the French onion dip again. 
to use a lighthearted example. I was going to do better. I was going to take care of this only body that I have in this life and eat green peppers and carrots. But Fritos, French onion dip. Have you had Fritos with French onion dip? Don't do it. Or do it a little bit. But I confess that I have a problem. I can't do it a little bit. It's a whole bag of Fritos. It's like one serving. They lie on the back of the bag. It says it's multiple. It's not. And we don't like it when the light is shined on our bits and pieces. Our sermon title is Hard Truths. It could have been Turn on the Light. Let God's light shine on those parts of your life that are in need of change. Let God's light shine on the parts of your life that are lovely and wonderful. If you step on a Lego, the Lego is not damaged. Have you noticed that? You can step on it over and over again. And a Lego just sits there on the floor and kind of mocks us, doesn't it? It's like, ha, 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 try again. It's hard to break a Lego. I found them when gardening. Dig them up in the dirt. There it is. Wash it off. Good as new. But some of these parts of ourselves, if we step on them, are damaged. Sometimes we're really good if we start shining the light at noticing the unmentionable parts of our lives, the parts that we don't want to say out loud right now, thank you very much. I don't want to talk about my problem with Fritos and French onion dip. Or you could fill in your own blank. You realize that's a silly example, right? You recognize that's a metaphor? Please? Okay. But we don't like to get out the part where you know what? That was pretty good. Sometimes we call that humility, and it's a false kind of humility, and it's a disservice to ourselves, and it might even be unfaithfulness not to notice where God has made us better and look at what I, look at what I was part of because I was following Jesus. And by golly, I brought canned fruit for warm, and I put it in the basket by the Welcome Center. Did you see all that? Good job, y'all. Generosity happens in us because God has changed our hearts. Generosity is not what we do normally as human people. We look out for number one. Survival is a thing that's wired in. And that's not all bad because it helps us, well, survive, right? However, Jesus calls us to love others as we love ourselves. Not to stop loving ourselves also, but to love others as we love ourselves. To bring canned fruit to warm or to bring feminine hygiene products next week for domestic violence shelter folks, or later on to bring underwear and socks for Huckleberry. Those ways that we're generous are evidence of God working in our lives. Would we celebrate that instead of stepping on it? Instead of hanging our heads, well, I'm not very good. Well, neither am I. But I'm better than I was. And look at that. Look at that. We can celebrate and have the hard conversations. 
Has anyone, this, was the, this is the other alternative sermon title, We Need to Talk. <laughs> anyone ever say that to you? Karen, honey, yeah. we need to talk. I've heard that before. You've heard that before? I won't ask. In front of all these people. We're at lunch. It, it, sometimes when somebody says that, it's like oh, your boss comes and says, Pete, we need to talk. Oh, geez, what did I do? Or what didn't I do? Or what did I say? Or what didn't I say? Or what happened? Or what did somebody misunderstand? Or you, your brain starts imagining all the things almost instantly. Your partner in life, your spouse comes and says, we need to talk. Oh, oh. But see, John comes in this letter and God says, we need to talk. And if you're going to wander around in the darkness and pretend that you're following in the way God wants us to follow, you're not doing it. Thomas Merton writes, there is no greater disaster in our spiritual lives. And he uses the word disaster. That's not mine. It would have been mine, but it's his. There's no greater disaster in a spiritual life than to be immersed in unreality. For life is maintained and nourished in us by our vital relation with realities outside and above us. The death by which we enter into life is not an escape from reality, it is instead a complete gift of ourselves, which involves a total commitment to reality. God wants us to give of ourselves. We talk about it every week. We come to our offering, and, and Katie or I come, and we say, you know, we're going to give something, we're going to put something in a plate, we're going to give online, we're going to do these things, and we're going to give ourselves again and again and again to God. It's the giving of ourselves that is probably the most important part of that. The financial gifts help us to be here and to make a place and do all. Yeah, that's important. It is. And that generosity is important. Because once again, generosity is evidence of God working in our lives. But to give ourselves, our very selves, the whole thing, not just the parts you think are shiny. This is what Merton's talking about. To be immersed in unreality is the same as being immersed in denial. Oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, you are. And there's some parts. And God says, bring it all. Shine the light on it. Don't walk around pretending. God wants an authentic relationship. Well, of course we want an authentic relationship. If you've got a spouse or a partner in life or children or parents or friends, you don't want a fake relationship. You want it to be real. And the best friendships, the best Spouses, the best partnerships, the best people we know are people who can be real with us and who we're real with. The best friends are the ones who'll say, hey, man, are, are you all right? And mean it. Not the one who's expecting the answer says, hey, I'm fine, nice tie. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I like your, your scarf. <laughs> The one who will say, how are you really? That's what God invites us to in this passage. You see, before we can surrender ourselves to God, we have to become ourselves. 
We have to find out who we are. We have to come to terms with who we are. Friedrich Buechner says we have to listen to our life. We have to pay attention. It's not any more complicated than paying attention. When we pay attention, we find the good and the bad and the whole and the broken and the joyous and the not-so-joyous, the health and the disease, all of it. And God invites us to bring it all. Before we come to communion, we're going to come in prayer and play a little bit with this prayer of examine. We're going to flow directly from the prayer of examine into our communion time. And so in this moment, I want to say to you that you are welcome at this table. I don't care what you think you did. You probably did it. You know, I don't. That's good enough. God knows. Between you and God right now. Whether you've been on this journey of faithfulness for a long time or whether today's the first time you said, you know what, I think I'm going to be on a journey of faithfulness. You can start now. You can continue now. Everyone is welcome. When you come to the table, you begin the journey. But everyone is always welcome and you can't do anything to disrupt that welcome. Please know that. So we're going to work with this prayer for a little bit. There'll be some silence, some time for reflection, and then we'll come to communion together. Let's be in prayer. Holy God, we come in the quiet amidst our own brokenness, our own darkness, amidst all that we are, with all that we are, and we ask you for light. Shine on us. Illuminate everything that we are and help us to look at it, to see it as you see it, to see it as it really is rather than how we wish it was. give you thanks in these moments for this last day or so. As we turn over the moments of the day, the minute by minute, hour by hour, event by event, interaction by interaction, as we get those out and notice how they are, we give you thanks for each each person, each opportunity, each moment of quiet, each opportunity to serve. Holy God, as your light shines on our lives, we, we notice there are parts that are not as they should be. 
Thank you for showing us how we can grow. Thank you for giving us courage to confront those parts of ourselves that are not yet what you would have them to be. Holy God, as we move from yesterday into tomorrow, thank you for showing us how we might do a little better, how we might be a little better, how we might embrace and live this hope that you bring to us, that we would be new, that our lives and the lives around us would be new, that all of creation could be new, that you might work through us to make it new. Help us not to be afraid, but instead to be hopeful and faithful and most of all filled with your love and grace as we move forward. We say thank you in the name of our risen Christ. And together we say, Amen.